Oh, yeah. You know what that sound is? That's another Big Picture podcast with your host, Larry Raglan. Guess who I am? I'm Larry Raglan. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So, as you heard the laughter in the background, that is my friend, my partner in crime. Not in crime. Let's, we're not committing crimes, man. <laughs> crimes against the devil. Partner in ministry, partner in life. He is none other than Dr. Pastor Councilman. I mean, he's got so many titles, y'all. I mean, it did take the first five minutes of this broadcast just to lay, lay out all his titles. <laughs> Pastor Bo Johnson, welcome to the big picture. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I got to give you. I had to be my own. There it is. There it is. There, no, I'll, give it oh, okay. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Ladies and gentlemen, the legend has entered the studio. Bishop, it's so good to be with you today, man. I'm having a good time sitting across this uh, this table from you and uh, just just talking about what God's doing, man, in our lives, what he's doing in the community, what he's doing in the body. And yes. Uh, just excited about uh, this remnant church that God is mm. is raising up, man. Yeah. Who, uh, who just, they don't want the fluff, man. They don't Come on. want the show. Yep, they, yep, they, yep, yep, yep. They don't care about who you are Listen, who y'all, you were, we, or what you were. We ain't playing. looking for the kingdom. Man. The man going right in. He ain't even playing. He just <laughs> he just went straight in. Because this is the big picture podcast. Now, now we don't play on the big picture. We Our focus and our goal is to open your eyes to the big picture. There is so much more going on than what you can see with your natural eyes, what you can hear with your natural ears. Pastor Bo and I both have been in ministry uh, over 30 years. We've been we've been doing ministry in some shape or form in over 30 years, you guys. So you put us together, man, we almost got a century of ministry together, my God. Uh, but, I mean, we, we have seen religion. We've seen the bad in the church. We've seen legalism. We've seen the things that burn people out. We've seen the, hypocr- the hypocrisy. All the things that have caused, you know, the people that, you know, we were sitting here out of off of recording uh, time talking about this whole movement of deconstruction and all this stuff that we see happening from within the body of Christ and how most of the time it's deconstructing people just out of their faith because their deconstruction is starting from a foundation of hurt and pain and not having the right kind of voices in their life to begin with. Uh, and then as they're deconstructing, they're moving further and further away from the voices that are bringing them to God and to holiness. Yeah, I just cussed on the podcast. I said holiness, uh, you know, moving them away from 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 because some, some of you preachers ain't said the name saying anything about holiness in forever. But there is a standard that instead of deconstructing away from that standard, we should be de- deconstructing away from the standard of the world towards that mm. so so pastor we 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 both we have private conversation we've been doing life together for many many years we are both concerned as i am sure many out there are concerned about what is happening to the body of christ we can't sit here on this podcast and critique what is happening in the world because the world is going to be the world sure and that's not that you know we don't have a right to speak into that we can we can tell them how to come out of that but as ministers of the gospel, as Christians in general, you know, I'll just be honest with you. I'm sick and tired of hearing this whole thing that has been going on my whole life. Well, don't you judge me. The God's word said you can't judge me. I get it. I know what scripture says. But Pastor Bo, does the same Bible not also say, and correct me if I'm wrong, right here live on the air, tell me if I'm wrong. You will know a tree. 
by the fruit, fruit it bears. Am I not doing? Is there not some kind of room for me within the body of Christ to, to call out sin? Well, I was just looking at Matthew seven, and um, you know, sometimes we, we we read over things, and you have the thought, you know, what we should probably focus on this a little more. the The longest discourse, the longest message teaching ever recorded in history mm. from the man Jesus Christ. I got the listen. Sermon on the Mount. Yes, yeah. Woo. And it just goes into hard-hitting detail. It goes right to the core. But one of the things it talks about when it's saying beware of false prophets. It My God, about, come on. You will know. You know a tree. You know an apple tree mm. because when you look at it, apples are hanging. Say out. it. Say it. <laughs> you know a tree from its fruit. And you said we could say anything we wanted to. Come right? on, right now, brother. Come on. I, I'm going to say this to all of the because again, we we discussed in another podcast that statement by John Maxwell about leadership being influenced nothing more, nothing less. He also said everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say this, and and I'm going to have a smile on my face in the studio <laughs> saying, it. pastors and leaders of ministry organizations, stop hurting people. Right. If you are an empire builder, my God, leave the ministry immediately, please, please, please. please. because you are causing so much yes. damage. Yes, trying to build your little thing, Say trying it, to promote yourself, trying to build yep. your brand. Ministry is about people. Wait a minute, I don't need to focus on my brand, brother. If you don't love people, I've questioned myself so many times why people are serving in ministry roles when it's obvious they don't even like people. Uh, if you don't uh, love people, my God. please leave ministry. Please, we love you, but leave. You are hurting people, and you are leading people to walk away from the church and start looking for other things. And as Bishop was talking about, oftentimes when this deconstruction starts, and sometimes it start, started uh, it, often from a place of hurt, but it, but it started look it, with intent to look for a good place. Yeah. But it so often leads us mm. so far away yeah. from the kingdom. But brother, when we've got people filling ministry roles that are just manipulating and wow. using people, yep. uh, you, you are causing. I w- I would hate the thought of standing before a holy God. Mm. Ain't having to give account of my life, my God. and the Lord look at me and say, "You hurt so many Jesus. of my children." Can you can you imagine? No, no. What that would feel like? Look, there's time for repentance. There's time for for restoration and all that. If 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 you've been in that vein, but the, I'm just gonna be straight up with you. There're gonna be people that that come up on this podcast listening. That honestly, man, they're not building people. And they're not building the kingdom. They're building yeah. their empire and they're building yeah. themselves. Do yeah. one of two things: repent or resign. Yeah, and uh, understand, we're not telling you to resign for the body of Christ. We're not telling you to resign from being a Christian. We're just saying that if you don't love sheep, come on, let's be real. What kind of shepherd wants to keep be a shepherd and he don't like sheep? I'm telling you, I say this all the time. If your shepherd does not smell like sheep then you ain't got a shepherd. I'm telling you, you ain't got a shepherd. You got a performance artist. If he is not touchable, if your pastor or your leader is not touchable by the sheep, I mean, I think about David, man. God sent the prophet to the town to anoint him as king. He ain't in the house with all the elites. He's out in the field with the sheep. And when he finally gets called in, his daddy calls him old ruddy boy. I got one little ruddy boy out there. Surely it's not him. Call him in. Brings him in. He gets anointed as a teenager. 
with the oil on top of his head as the next king. And, and when he waits for the great holy prophet that everybody w- would long for the day to hear a word from the prophet, he's waiting for him to get through. When he, he basically says, this is my translation of it, but this is what he says. Are we done here? Because I need to get back to the sheep. <laughs> I mean, he went back out in the field mm. to the sheep. I mean, we have people who are calling themselves pastors, which means shepherd, mm. that don't want to ever be around the sheep. And God has entrusted us with lives. Listen, we are, we are held to a greater accountability than just a regular person. You said it. We're, the worst thing in the world could ever happen to you is get to heaven and, and literally find out that you're not one of the sheep, you're one of the goats. You know, when, when were you hungry? When were you naked? When were you in prison? And you realize You've been focused so much on your own brand and your own kingdom and your number of Instagram followers and all this kind of stuff that you forgot the people that God, the lives, the eternities that God has put right in front of you to mold. Ministry is the people. Ephesians chapter 4, Christ himself gave apostles, prophet, Mm. evangelists, pastors, teachers. What purpose did he give them? To equip his people for works of service. Why? So that the body of Christ might be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So our role and responsibility in leadership positions in the kingdom is to be raising people up to to equip them and to help them fulfill mm. everything that God has called them to do. As yes. we do that, influence increases, opportunity mm. increases. There, there, there's two options, man. You you can try to do it on your own and build your own kingdom, and maybe they'll put a, put a statue of you out in front of something one yep. day, yep. or you can do it God's way and yep. know uh, you're going to have an eternal reward, and there are going to be some rewards here along sure. the way. And one of the greatest rewards is to, to see the – the changes in yes. people's lives. But, man, we, we've got to come, Bishop, from a place of um, standing true to the Word of God, mm. not not falling away, not not trying to explain why God said. If you ever read the Bible, great book. I'm not yeah. a paid endorser, but I encourage hey, Here's an idea, read. preacher. Read the Bible. Go ahead. Genesis chapter 1, mm. verse 1. In the beginning, yep. God. God. The Bible is not trying to explain God, excuse him, mm. justify him. God is who he is. Yes, he is. And he doesn't need your help in, Wow. well, you know, God didn't really mean this or God didn't really mean that. And, and this, you know, this is really okay and that's not okay. No, man, if, if you're going to be someone who loves people and cares about people, and, and I'm going to be straight up with you. In this right now time mm. that we're living in, in this this remnant church, uh, that, that that there's been so much falling away, and so many yep. that have decided yep. this really doesn't matter to me. This isn't important. But we got this whole generation of people that we that we laugh at and poke fun at. This millennial generation. But you know what I like about them, man? They don't care about nonsense. That's right. They don't care about yes. fluff. They yep. don't care about the show. Yep. They just as happy sitting on hardback pews with a yep. red with a red uh, hymnal in their mm-hmm. hand, singing what. They don't care about all the stuff that we think people care about. Yep. They just want somebody to be real with them, and they want someone to tell them the 
truth. And we've wow. got so many leaders in the body of Christ yeah, yeah. who have went off in this direction yep, where yep. they're afraid. And I don't know if it's because they're afraid of losing people or losing audience or losing. I don't know what they're afraid of, but they're afraid to tell the mm. truth. I think part of the problem, Pastor Bo, is they don't know the truth. Some You got people who are pastoring churches who have cookie cutter uh, modeled their churches. They're, they're, and I'm, you know, we're being real. This is the big picture here. We don't play. We don't hold back. They, they fell into a system, and the system has created them to give some kind of influence. Their church has got some kind of growth. But, you know, we have pastors that never took the time to really study the Word of God. They, they, they're preaching other people's sermons. They're going online getting other people's sermons. They're preaching other people's messages. They're not in the Word of God. They don't know how to defend the truth. And we're seeing the repercussions of it. When you have a generation, as you've just said, of millennials and even younger, that are seeking the truth, and they're trying to go to a church to find the truth, and when they get to the church, they're hearing the same message in the church that they heard on Instagram. There's no difference because the churches took the the motto that we got to be more like the world to, to have impact. So when they want to find something that's outside of the mainstream, there's other voices out there that are saying it, but those voices are pulling them away from the truth. So when they go to a church that they might have been raised in or somebody told them, hey, you need to find a church if you want to really find purpose in your life, and they get there, and there's no sense of holiness. There's no sense of discipleship. There's no sense of anything other than a country club mentality. There's no other end result that could happen than what we're seeing now. Yeah. But I'm also seeing some of the churches that some people just sort of brushed off and thought, well, that's just a little small town church and all that. I'm beginning to see lives being changed there because these are the faithful churches, not the legalistic, not that you know going to judge you at the door because of the way you're dressed or look, and even the choices that you make. Let me make it very clear to you right now. At, at the church that I pastor, I say it all the time. Whatever lifestyle choice you've made, you're welcome to come to our church. You, we will love you no different. No one would treat you any different. You know, I don't. If you if you are mar- you're a man, you're married to a man. You and your husband can come to our church. We will shake your hand, welcome you, help you find a seat. But when you get here, listen to me. I don't know if it'll be that Sunday or whatever. You're going to hear the truth of the gospel. We're going to preach the truth of the gospel in love. Let me tell you something else. If and I'm, I'm probably going to get some of y'all going to check out right now. But I'm talking about if you are a heterosexual couple, a man and a woman, and you're living together or something like that. To me. You know, I'm talking to you the same way I would talk to the to the gay couple, the lesbian couple, the trans, anybody that's made any kind of choices. When they come to the house of God, this is where I look at it. If you've come to Solid Rock Church, the church I pastor, or if you've come to the house of God, regardless of the choices that you've made in your life, regardless of what you think about those choices, you are saying you know that this is a church. You know that you made a conscious decision to come to a church. You came to hear the gospel. And you're going to hear the gospel. And, Pastor, what's happening is people are afraid to preach the gospel because they're afraid in this day and age of getting canceled or to lose what we're doing right now. Pastor, you and I were preaching for years before this even existed. And we may have to go back to that for the sake of the truth. Yeah. And let's think about that statement for a minute, the truth. The Bible declares Jesus to be the way, the truth. truth. In the life. John 8, we read those words, you shall know the truth, mm. and then what will the truth do? It'll, It'll make free. you set you free. Yes. So how can there be freedom 
without the proclamation mm. of the truth. Mm. And one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to convict the world of sin. Yep. And if we in in Christian leadership are telling people that anything goes. Come on. You can nothing you don't have to answer for anything. Uh, it doesn't matter what the Bible says. You can live this lifestyle. You can live this way. You can do these things. If that's what we're doing, what we're lying. Yep. We have not proclaimed the truth, and so we've not brought the opportunity for folks to embrace freedom. Instead, we've lied to them, mm. and we've kept them in a place of darkness, possibly even pushing them farther away uh, from the kingdom of God. And and. Larry, there's going to be a lot of uh, accountability, a lot of people held to that. But let, let's just do this, man. Let's just embrace the truth of who God is. Let's embrace yep. the truth of the gospel. Let's embrace the truth of his word. And and from a place of love and from a place of genuinely caring about human beings, let's just declare mm. the truth. The truth, the truth, the truth. Let's listen to this. This this right here, because, you know, the truth is the word of God. And, you know, the Romans roadmap to salvation. You know, we've heard that all our life. You've been raised in church. Um, talks about whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Talks about for we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But listen to what Romans chapter 10, which is the famous part when people get saved. It says that if you confess with your, your uh, verse, chapter 10, verse 9, Romans, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. We all know that. Verse 11, very famous scripture as well. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew or Greek. For the same Lord over all to rich is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. I deserve some applause. But now wait a minute. We want to stop right there. We don't want to read the very next verse. Verse 14, how then, pastor, how How then, for whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse, next verse, but all preachers stop right there. Verse 14 is just as important. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed, and how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard, and how shall they hear without a preacher, and how shall they preach unless they are sent? My God, we we can spout out all the all day long. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How do they know who the Lord is to call on? How do they know how to call on the Lord? If they don't hear how you are to do that from us. Right. But preachers, listen to me, ministers, Christians. I remember this thing years ago. I talk about it a lot. It just blew my mind. I'm not trying to be critical of those people. I understood what they were trying to do. So they come out with this, these country music artists come out with this country album called Silent Witness. I don't know if you remember that. And it was it was all these famous mainstream country stars that had never talked about Jesus in their life, ever, publicly, in any of their concert, and they all recorded old hymn songs. And And I remember watching them being interviewed, how excited they were about this project, you know, that's what they call this project and all this. And they would say things about, you know, they were raised in church. Their mama kept them in church and all this kind of stuff. But we don't believe, this is what several of them said, we just don't believe that we should ever impose our faith on someone else. So, you know, we might end our 
concert at the end of the night after they've been singing about drinking and cheating and and you know cheating on their wife and all this kind of stuff. We'll say we'll end it with Amazing Grace, and uh, that'll be my way of showing people that I serve the Lord. Other than that, I don't want to talk about my faith because I don't want to impose my faith on anybody because I'm just a, I'm just a sinner like all the rest of them. And I remember saying, okay, look, on one side, I get where you're coming from. You're not trying to judge people. And they didn't buy that ticket to go to a church service. I get it. But if you're going to proclaim mm. that you know the truth and that you're going to believe that when you're dead and gone, you're going to go to heaven and be with the Lord, do you not have an obligation to tell somebody? How will they call on him, Pastor, in whom they have not heard? Let, it, me, let me ask a question. <laughs> Let's take any topic, okay? We're, we're in the southeastern United States. We're in the great state of Alabama. Praise the Lord, roll time. All kind of football fans here, Alabama fans, Auburn fans. Yes, bless her heart. Ole Miss fan. Yes, thank here. you, Jesus. I'm an outcast. Alabama fans, those true, the Alabama fans, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they talk about Alabama football. Say it. All the time. All the time, Pastor. You and I might be in conversation. Uh, we're playing around the golf or we're having lunch together or something. Somewhere in that conversation, we're going to talk about our wives mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about our kids yep. pretty much every time every we're time. together. Yep. Uh, we might be together having a conversation about something and, and we start talking about a restaurant and, and I might say, man, have you tried yep. so-and-so? Right. It's so good. What I'm saying is, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. When you believe in something, you talk about Say it. Say it. Mm. And so, so if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, mm. you are a disciple, a follower of him, you are going mm. to talk about it. Yes. Not only is there going to be fruit evident in your life yes. for other people to see, but there's no way you're going. It's like a fire shut yeah. up in your bones. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to be able to contain. You are mm. going yep. to talk about your king, your Lord, your savior. You're going to talk about the one who has has translated you from death to life. Mm. If you really believe, mm. it's going to come out of you. Yes, sir. Well, let me put you on spot here, brother. I'm going to ask you a question. Then. Do you do you believe it is your, and this is totally 100% your opinion uh, to those that are listening here. Do you believe then that we as, we're talking about pastors now, people who have influence over others, whether it's a pastor or someone that, you know, is just speaking even online, even in an influence situation and representing the gospel. Do we also, in addition to, First and, first, first and foremost, we should be talking about our relationship with Jesus and about Jesus himself, that he's the way, the truth, and the life. Do you believe that we're also called to speak to some extent, maybe not input in, in our total opinions on things, but to weigh it with Scripture? Are we called to speak to the things that are cultural in our day and time that are being pushed in front of our face in the most loving way we can, and I know it's still going to be called judgmental, but do you feel like that we should just sort of stay out of that, Pastor, or do you feel like we have an opportunity or maybe an obligation is the word I'm looking for to speak to those cultural issues? Well, again, I think it goes back to our obligation is to declare the truth. And so if the truth is in opposition 
to what the current culture is saying, mm. then you cannot help. And, and, and you know, everybody's different. They're, they're going to be those who, who rail against many things. And they're going to feel a strong calling in their life to, to really stand up against certain things. But every single one of us as Christ followers that are going to intentionally declare truth, that is going to put us at odds yes. with, with the culture. And here's the thing to think about, and it's just a thought. Um, I was looking at something the other day. I don't, I don't remember if I was watching or if I was listening, but um, the, the speaker was talking about changing the culture. And I thought, is that what we're called to do mm. to intentionally change the culture or mm. are we called to allow the Holy Spirit to change us? And because if enough of us who claim to be Christ followers wow. really submitted and surrendered to the Listen. work of the Holy Spirit, mm. it would be so evident in all of our lives what God is and who he is and what he's doing that culture would begin to change because our influence, not mm -hmm. because of uh, of railing against it, but because mm -hmm. of our influence. And then when we did communicate the truth uh, and, and at the same time communicate the lies that yep. this culture is trying to tell you, there would be so much more power behind it mm. because we're actually living it. And we've wow. actually allowed that yeah. trans yeah. continual transformation yeah. to be going on in our lives. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And and I'm thinking I'm thinking about, you know, what you're really saying and to the listeners, I hope you're getting this. Pastor Bo's just basically saying we need to lead like Jesus led. Yeah. I mean, Jesus went into every kind of sin nature you could possibly go into in the culture of that moment. Religion, uh, fornication. There was all kinds of stuff that was going on in the days of Christ. And he didn't go in necessarily railing against the individual but he knew they were in sin and he would he would say hey you know yeah you you told the truth that the man you was with was not your <laughs> husband and let me tell you the what all i really know and he and, and then he just but he didn't say but get away from me i don't you disgust me he offered her living water he offered her the water that would never thirst again but then he then he told her you know like he told so many others go and sin no more. He was he was saying, look, you know, it's one thing. Don't think that I'm, you know, just because I'm the, my kindness and my loving approach is not affirmation of your lifestyle. I still want you to understand that I've healed you and forgiven you from this. Don't go back to that lifestyle anymore. And I think where we've gone wrong in the body of Christ, and this is my opinion but I think it's supported scripturally by following Jesus' example, is that we have in our kindness, which we need to be, in our loving approach to people that are in sin, which we need to be, that we have, uh, that's as far as we've went. We have affirmed the lifestyle. Who are we to judge? We have loved, we have loved and loved and loved, but never addressed and my thing is, if everybody that is around me is affirming my choices that are against truth, and and they and I know in my mind they don't believe the way I believe, but no one ever talks to me about it, is there ever a motivation on my part to ever decide to maybe go to God and help ask God to help me to be delivered from this choice? Because the very people that I know in my mind do not, do not biblically agree with my choice has yet to say anything to me about it. How will they know unless they heard? So where where is the line that we cross over from 
loving, caring, and accepting to where we have to speak to it. It starts with love, and, and once you've proven that you love someone, once you have relationship, honestly, you, you're, I'm not going to say you don't have the right to speak, but people are not going to esteem or honor anything that you speak to them or into their lives or over them if you haven't already shown that you care about yeah. them. Yes, yes. So it, it starts from that place. Yes. The w- woman caught in the act of adultery, mm-hmm. which if you're familiar with the biblical story, it was a setup by people really just to put Jesus on the point. Right. Because um, in reality, the male should have been brought out. Mm-hmm. Like things should have been done very yep. differently, yep. but they, they weren't. And, and in the place that they found themselves, um, the Jews could not carry out an execution because they were under Roman exile and they mm. didn't have the authority to do it. And so there, there was no right answer. So they bring her to Jesus, but she was called in adultery. Here's what the law says. What do you say? Right. Um, and again, there's no right answer, so he just didn't get one. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> he just rode in the Jesus sand. Jesus was a, smooth for a little bit, and, and and then once he he, <laughs> he left them on edge, he said, "All right, go ahead and stone her. Uh, whoever is without sin, you'll yeah. cast the first one." And the Bible says they dropped their stones from the young to the oldest to the youngest because the one had been doing this long enough for the first one to realize I ain't got the right to do this. Right, and then the only one mm. who in the history of the world of eternity had the right, the right to condemn, mm. did not yep. condemn. And, and yep. let, me, let me help somebody. I hope this helps somebody. There's a huge difference between conviction and condemnation. My God, yes. Your enemy condemns you, and condemnation does not point you to any other way. It just leaves you feeling less than, hopeless, mm. I don't know what to do. Conviction. Yeah. It points out the error. It points out the sin. It points out where you're missing the mark. Yeah. But it shows you that there is forgiveness for it. Yep. There is restoration. And then there is a path. The same mm. Holy Spirit that brings the conviction mm. shows you a pathway out of this. Jesus looked at that woman and said, woman, where are the people that accused you? Yep. And she looked around and she said, there aren't any, Lord. Mm. And he said, I don't either right but he didn't stop there yes finish her up off the ground and pat on the back to them he said now go from here yep but do not continue to live in a life of sin listen you've been brought to a moment and you've been brought into the presence of the only one who's ever been capable of forgiveness the only one that's ever been capable of restoration and reconciliation and here's what i'm saying to you i'm not beating you down and Mm. condemning you and accusing you that there's someone else who's accusing you and 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 i didn't come here to condemn you i came here to save you but i'm telling you that your salvation is going to lead you away from continuing in a life of seeing into a different wow the life of god wow listen i hope that this is uh this is spoken to your heart in the sense that you know we we love you on this podcast the body of christ loves you no matter where you're at if you've made it to this point you know you know pastor and we've just got a couple minutes left but you know i even think about you know the role that we're in in our lives right now we talk to pastors that have been pastoring for years that are battling secret addictions sure Pornography, all kinds of things. Uh, I've read statistics where these are just the ones that would admit it. You know, half to over half of the pastors would say that they've either are currently or have at times in their life struggled with pornography uh, in 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 secret sins. So we're not talking about. 
people who come to your church. I'm talking about some people that are leading churches. People are dealing with choices, battles, and we're not talking about throwing people away. We're not talking about, you know, being judgmental. And, you know, we're fully aware of the scriptures that said, you know, why are you worried about that uh, splinter in somebody's eye? You got a giant tree sticking out of your own. And that is true. But but what I'm saying on this podcast and what I see happening on just a handful of podcasts and, and in pulpits around the world is that balance that we are finding where we're leading like Jesus. I've just been looking more and more in my life. Uh, okay, Jesus was the ultimate leader, yeah. and we got to learn how to lead like Jesus. And so Jesus went in. He dealt with that religious spirit. He dealt with that lying devil spirit of all those men, and then he dealt with her yeah. in a loving way. But he said to her, it is, un- it is important for you to understand. All of this did not happen just for you to get off scot-free and go back home and feel like I, as the Messiah, have confirmed a lifestyle that is against what I have made it clear is my choice for you in your life. So understand that this was all done for you out of love. And the greatest part of love of all of this is for me to show you that your happiness could go to another level if you would leave and go and sin no more and understand and be able to walk in my will for your life. So I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast right now, and maybe you have fell into the trap of uh, feeling that, you know, you, there's nothing uh, nothing wrong about your choice, even though you know down in your heart and in the back of your mind and from the scripture you've heard in your life, you know that the choices that you've made are not pleasing unto God, and you are under conviction and I love how you said that, Pastor, not condemnation, but conviction. Um, and the Holy Spirit is convicting, meaning he's pulling you, he's loving you. He's pulling you out of darkness and into light. And, uh, you know, we we pray on this podcast. We pray on our leadership podcast. We don't pray every service for people. But I feel led right now, Pastor, as we get ready to go off this broadcast, is that maybe there's some people that are going back and forth, either in choices that they've made or even leaders that are feeling a little conviction that they've not been speaking the truth in this moment that God has trusted us with to be a voice and not an echo, that maybe you could pray for those individuals and pray for those leaders that they would find the balance of how to be loving but to speak the truth. Yeah, Father, we just thank you, first of all, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you that he brings conviction into our heart and and brings us to a place of repentance, brings us to a place of agreeing with his word that uh, what we've been doing and the way we've been living, uh, it doesn't line up. And and we know, God, that your plan for our life, they're not to keep us from anything. They're not to to hurt us. They're they're there to um, allow us to live in freedom, to allow us to enjoy our lives, to allow us to be healthy spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. And so we're grateful for that, God, for everyone who's listening to this podcast that that's struggling with uh, uh, maybe strongholds that have set themselves up in your life. What makes something a stronghold? It's got a stronghold mm. on you. The, the power of the Holy Spirit can set you free from that. What Jesus did for you, his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, his ascending of the Holy Spirit, all those things have happened. If you'll surrender your heart, your life to him, and you may already be a believer, but you're still you're struggling with these certain things. Maybe you're embarrassed about it. Maybe you're not talking to anybody about it because you, you think you'll be condemned and beaten up instead of help. Listen, go, go to him now. Go to him in prayer. Surrender it before him. Allow 
allow the, the, the Holy Spirit to give you direction, to give you hope, to bring you to a place of, uh, of being able to walk away from those things. And the Lord will put people in your lives, and mm-hmm. he'll direct you to, to, to things to, to read and things to listen to and, and, and to continue to develop a, a prayer life to bring you out of those things and bring you to a place of healing. Those who are in leadership positions, man, we have such a responsibility yes. to declare the truth. Yes, Preach the gospel in season and out of season. Mm-hmm. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. We have a responsibility in these leadership roles to tell the truth. Yes. In love, yes. With hopes that, that the Holy Spirit is going to move on and bring conviction. Because, again, conviction does not leave you feeling hopeless. Conviction brings you to a place of change. Repentance, the New Testament word for repentance means to change your mind or to change your way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Conviction by the Holy Spirit brings you to a place of changing your way of thinking, surrendering to the will of God and allowing him to dictate your life in that area moving forward. Father, mm-hmm. move on those that we've we've prayed for. Move on those that Bishop has, has mentioned. Move on this time today, God, as we just kind of shot from the heart. God, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On, 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 uh, from from, from what we're feeling and, and, and we're doing it because we love people. Yes. And we want to see people come into the kingdom. We want to see those who come into the kingdom grow. We want to see people set free from addictions and habits and bondages that have held them back. Uh, we we want to see the kingdom advance and the remnant church continue to rise in Jesus name. My God, my God in Jesus name. Woo. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is one of them. We just said, Hey, we're just gonna talk. We're just gonna get it out. So we either get we either gain some new followers or we just lost a lot of people. Either one of the two. But we ain't gonna play because this is the big picture, y'all. And my good friend, my fellow cohort in ministry, doing life with this brother has been a blessing. Pastor Bo, Pastor's Refuge Church in Birmingham, Alabama. He is a blessing to many. He pastors, pastors, leads, leaders, leads a community understands when you heard the words that coming out of his mouth is from from experience because he understands he has influence we understand that we have a mandate on our life that uh we don't know how long we got and as long as we're going to be here as long as we got left here we are going to say what god tells us to say and we ain't gonna play and uh, our goal is not for a notch in the belt not for thinking that they're going it's going to be some big deal bigger than anybody else when we get to heaven but our desire is to hear well done, yes. thy good and faithful servant. Amen. Church, we love you. We appreciate you. Folks that are listening here in the church, outside of the church, wherever wherever you're walking in your life, thank you for joining the Big Picture Podcast. Make sure you follow our podcast. Make sure you give us um, a good review on the podcast that would help us tremendously. And here's a big thing you can do. Share this podcast. Here's what you do. Just copy that little share link, post it somewhere, and say, guys, you got to listen to these two crazy guys. I mean, they they didn't hold nothing back. This is only the beginning. See you next time on The Big Picture. Peace out.